We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. A combo meal, single item at regular price. Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. You're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzoneradio.com. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talk Star Radio Network. one 528 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Email exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. Don't forget, you can always download your favorite X-Zone archive onto your MP3 or to your iPod by simply going to iTunes. They're free of charge, and they're very simple to either download or you can actually play them from the iTunes uh, website. My guest this hour is John Zaffis. We've had the pleasure of having John on the show before. He has, he has over 30 years of experience studying and investigating the paranormal. He has had the opportunity to work for and with his aunt and uncle, Ed and Lorraine Warren, 
Now, this sent uh, John beyond looking for ghosts and hauntings and into studying demonology under the Warrens. This led to John's involvement with cases of possession and exorcism and working with prominent exorcists in the field. Roman Catholic priests, monks, Buddhists, rabbis, and ministers. John has assisted and worked with well-known exorcists, Bishop Robert McKenna, Malachi Martin, and the Reverend John. His research has taken him throughout the United States, Canada, England, and Scotland, covering several thousands of cases. Through hands-on investigating and other investigators and clergy, he has obtained a great deal of knowledge and understanding of the paranormal and is considered one of the foremost authorities in the field today. Ghosts and poltergeist were, um, poltergeist, I should say, were among some of his first-hand paranormal experiences as well as demonic and diabolical. He has also worked extensively with spirits, spiritualists, psychics, uh, concerning how their knowledge is used for channeling, reincarnation, past life regression, or the calling of spirits for information, and how they use meditation to acquire the information which um, they are seeking. Now, because of his personal experiences with hauntings, ESP, near-death experiences, and other paranormal activities, he is firm in his conviction that such phenomena does exist. John has been featured on Discovery Channel documentaries, A Haunting in Connecticut, and Little Lost Souls. John also appeared on Unsolved Mysteries, Fox News Live, and many other print and news media events. John is also in the books of Ed and Lorraine Warren's Graveyards and In a Dark Place. John's first book, Shadows of the Dark, co-written with Ryan McIntyre, was released in September 2004. John is working on multiple follow-up books currently, and is lecturing all over the United States at colleges and universities. Now, joining me now is John Zaffis. And, John, welcome back to the Exxon. How are you, sir? Good, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, John. Uh, have you been busy doing uh, more and more research and exercising people and uh, taking care of those demons? <laughs> Giving it a good shot. <laughs> how many Giving ca- it a good shot. How many cases a year do you get? Uh, to, oh, uh, uh, Rob, it's, it's multiple because today, uh, worldwide, I'm involved with uh, working with clergy all over the place, a lot of the paranormal groups mm-hmm. all over. So I am continuously busy either directly researching or offering help or assistance. Unreal. John, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break when we come back. More with our very special guest this hour, John Zaffis. If you'd like to visit his website, www.johnzaffis.com, J-O-N-Z-A-F-F-I-S.com. And he also has MySpace at myspace.com forward slash John Zaffis. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we talk to John Zaffis about the paranormal, ghost, hauntings, poltergeist, exorcisms, and demons in this final hour of tonight's X-Zone. This is the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. one 877 is our number, and we'll be back in two minutes. Don't go away. John Zaffis is our special guest this hour, Explanation. And, John, what got you into the paranormal? Uh, basically, seeing an apparition at the foot of my bed. 
and experiencing that when I was 16 years old, even though I grew up around the paranormal and hearing about it, mm-hmm. didn't really believe in it till I had an experience. And shortly right after that, I really started giving it some thought and started reading everything I can get my hands on and took it a step farther, going to haunted locations and then getting involved with cases. And 21 years ago, got involved with the uh, demonology end of it. John, what was it like being around Ed Warren and uh, having him as your uncle? It was probably one of the best educational tools that was ever at anybody's disposal. The man was a walking paranormal encyclopedia with teaching and relaying information, you know, from so many perspectives that I'm very grateful for that because today I reflect upon it and a lot of the information and things we talked about come in handy. 21 years ago, you started getting into into demonology. What was the catalyst that brought you to that specific area of paranormal investigations? Never seen anything, never experienced it, read about it. You know, never seen anybody's head spin around or spit up green pea soup, so I want to know if some of that stuff was for real. <laughs> you mean it doesn't happen? I haven't seen it. Oh, jeez. I haven't seen it yet. Where? I don't know. I think if I do witness something like that, you might see me run. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, you know, getting involved with it, and I drove my uncle crazy till he finally gave in, sat me down, talked to me, and he goes, you know, it's not like it's on TV, John. It doesn't have <laughs> horns and a tail and hooves and running all over the place. It works behind the scenes. It'll affect your family, your friendships. Uh, it'll affect everything. You know, and he just went into this in-depth conversation. And the key thing I always remember is he leaned forward, and he looked right at me, and he goes, are you sure you want to go down this road, kid? Because he always called me kid. And I said, yeah, I'm not even worried about it. And he looked at me, and he goes, I am. You're my blood. You're my nephew, and I don't want to have to deal with my sister if anything happens to you. Yeah, that would be scary in itself, having to deal with his sister. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely, and I can understand it. You know, and that's when I started getting involved, you know, working with, uh, you know, uh, my aunt and uncle, Mm -hmm. meeting all these different clergy people and talking to them, and it it just was so mind-boggling, and I was like, nobody could be making all this stuff up. And, you know, I studied it and uh, read as much as I possibly could on it and then dove into it and started getting involved with cases and, Seeing some of the things and witnessing the things and working with so many different clergy opened up my eyes to this whole world. I call it the underground. I still do to this day because there's so much secretive stuff that goes on with it. And, um, you know, it just developed from there. And I started uh, reading about more of the different religions and the belief systems. And, you know, the thousands of years these uh, deities and devils and demons go back, all these people couldn't be making all these things up. Well, how do we explain the, the existence of, of demons and, and um, you know, these, this negative force? Because you said they don't have horns, they don't have hooves. And so what exactly are they? Is it a negative uh, energy force? Uh, basically, here again, yes. When, when we deal with these different uh, aspects of it, whether it's something what people refer to as the fallen angels mm-hmm. or deities, which date back thousands of years. We're basically dealing with energy. We know it cannot be destroyed. It can take on different forms. Right, yeah. But here again, when it has an intelligence and it reacts to certain things, it reacts to different things, and seeing this and witnessing it, it's you know just something 
that you try to get a good grasp on to understanding it. Well, do, do these negative forces target positive forces? Absolutely. Here again, we're we'll, we'll always uh, going to have the battle, regardless of which way we look at it, as far as positive and negative goes. It's a continuous battle. And things, you know, have escalated over the years. Right. I'm a very firm believer in, um, you know, after all these years of seeing it, that you know, people refer to it as the thinning of the veil, where paranormal activity today is so heightened and uh, so many experiences and different researchers I've worked with over the years, you yeah. know, coming forth and talking to me about the experiences and the, and the different things that occur with investigations they get involved with and a lot of them would always say to me especially over the past year or two john i always thought that was a bunch of junk you talked about but we're working on this case and i can't discount some of the things you've talked about you know i i truly believe that there is a negative force out there and and that you know negative and positive have all we all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone mcdonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details always been at odds with each other. It's always been the eternal um, fight, good against evil, and because I believe we live in a binary existence where it's zero and ones, up and down, in and out, good and bad, black and white. And as you said, you know, you cannot dispute the number of people who are coming forward these days and talking so openly about it because they want answers. And this, and this is something that each and every one of us strives for. We're looking for those answers on what exists after that energy spirit or soul leaves the physical body we we have tons of experiences we have documentation you know today integrating so much from the scientific approach I, i'm very fascinated with it i'm very open-minded to it i think we need that within our field but what's intriguing with all of this you know we're gathering all this data evps and you know, uh, cold and hot spots and documenting all these things. But here again, Ron, what does it all mean? Bottom line, what are we doing with all of this data? You know, fortunately, we're collecting it, and hopefully someday, somehow, scientifically, we'll be able to prove out without a shadow of a doubt what some of these things actually mean. But where does the church come into this this equation, John? It comes in very... Um, strong, very powerful. Uh, Ron, a few years back, I was invited to a worldwide conference from uh, here in the United States where many different um, clergy members members came together from different faiths and belief systems, and, there, and it was the first time in history this ever took place, and it was to discuss 
what is uh, happening in our world. Paranormal activity is at an all-time high yes, explosion with people experiencing things. And they were open-minded. And they were trying to comprehend a lot of the different things from a lay person, such as myself. There were uh, a few lay people there, and I was fortunate. I was one of the people that was invited to it. So we broke ground. We broke ground with opening up the doors for uh, communications and establishing different things within our religious community and the people on the outside. Why does the the uh, the priest or the holy water have so much effect on the um, the the demons or the person who is possessed? And why, you know? Is this all? Is this all Hollywood hyper? Does it really have an effect? It definitely has an effect. The, the key factor with this is we know water is a, a very powerful conductor. Again, used for thousands of years in dealing with different things for cleansings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, when I deal with clergy, whether it's a priest, a rabbi, minister, it depends on the power and the energy that those individuals bring forth with no matter what the rights are that they're reading to be able to help the individuals and watching what they go through, watching some of the different occurrences that can transpire. And the key factor is, you know, here again, we look for the end result, which is important. It can take, you know, several days before that person is experiencing a difference. And that those are the key things that I look for to see if things are changing with them. How do you know if it's not mind over matter or psychosomatic? Uh, here again, a lot of times, especially being around this for so many different years and different circumstances and mm-hmm. things, you're usually able to weed out a lot of the the problems and the issues as far as, you know, is this person uh, schizophrenia, bipolar, multiple personalities. And to be honest with you, I'd rather not even deal with that. That's worse than dealing with a possessed person. So, you know, you have to take all these things into considerations. Um, We have psychologists. We have therapists in our group. And, you know, evaluating all these circumstances and these situations that we get involved with, to me, is extremely important. Now, a key factor today, which is so uh, good, is that when people do have these issues, the first thing they do, they go to a doctor. They're hearing voices or they got crazy things going on. They'll go to the doctors. The doctors will recommend a psychiatrist and different things to them, which makes our job a lot easier. So here again, a lot of that today has already been taken care of before we even actually get involved with the investigations. Hmm. Have you ever been confronted with a situation when it comes to a demonic situation that has just floored you? Yes. It was in 1988, and it was in an old haunted funeral parlor. And uh, we got involved with the investigation. I was a uh, researcher for Ed and Lorraine Warren at that point in time. And uh, one evening, as I was sitting uh, documenting things, unfortunately we didn't have camcorders and everything like we do today, um, it, this tremendous smell, foul smell came in. The home got extremely cold, got up from the table, walked into the hallway, And I had looked up the staircase, and what I described, and it took me a few years before I even would even talk about it, was a a very transparent, murky colors to it. 
Um, it had what I refer to as like taking a bunch of plastic bags and crinkling. I mean, it, it was very intense. Mm -hmm. And this thing manifested, and it started coming down the stairs. Um, that was very mind-opening. It was something that uh, basically that evening I made a decision. I wanted to get the heck out of that house. And it wasn't <laughs> that I feared so much for myself because I chose to put myself in those situations. I had it planted in my mind that this creepy thing was going to go to my house where my wife and three little children were at that time. Got home, everybody was fine, everybody was sleeping and everything. I made a decision that night, Ron, never, ever would I do this work ever again. Wouldn't talk to nobody, wouldn't talk to the people affiliated with the case, researchers, nobody. We had a very good friend that uh, was a clergy member. He called me up, and I got on the phone with him, and he goes, John, we don't even know what happened. You won't talk to anybody. I explained the circumstances to him. And I said to him, I said, I don't want anything to do with this stuff ever again. And very quietly he had said to me, then it set out and achieved its goal. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, it scared you enough where you don't want to do this anymore, and it achieved its goal. He was right. And three days later, I did go back into that home. John, stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. John Zaffis is our special guest, www.johnzaffis.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues on the Talkstar Radio Network. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go away. You're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzoneradio.com. Welcome back, everyone. John Zaffis is our very special guest, www.johnzaffis.com. And if you'd like to give us a call, one 877 That's toll-free. Or you can always send an email to xzone at talkstarradio.com. Or like Shelley has done from Australia, she sent me an IM to talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And, John, the question from Shelley is, as the good gets stronger in a situation, does the evil try to get more stronger so that it can squash the goodness? Absolutely, Rob. This is a very common thing here again. We go back and forth against the positive and the negative. Mm -hmm. So these things do amplify, and they do get very powerful, and they get very strong. As the, the, the good end calls upon the positive for reinforcement, so to speak, so does the negative. John, how can you tell you know, that someone is actually possessed demonically? What are some of the the, um, the tips that, that you see when you look at somebody or hear? The, the key thing I still do to this day, it's a very old method, is that um, we have different types of uh, objects we use. We use different relics or mm -hmm. uh, different things that uh, have blessings and special things done over them. And when these things are taken out, I always do it when the people aren't familiar with it, and I place it in different uh, spots. And a lot of times there's reactions, and there's different things. And when 
they also have a tremendous amount of information, personal information about you or people that you're with, and they're being fed all this information. These are telltale signs that I usually look for when a person could possibly be legitimately possessed. What would happen to a person who was possessed who went into a church? Some of them, believe it or not, Rob, can walk right in with no problem, and other people can react very violently, uh, trying to get them into a church, a synagogue, a temple, anything. It goes both ways. Um, somebody asked me to ask you about a paranormal museum with artifacts in it. Yes. Uh, 36 years of collecting a lot of items that have been removed from cases and different things um, over the past couple of years, I set up a paranormal museum. Where is it, John? It's in Stratford, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. It's a private collection, but I uh, do do small tours every once in a while when I am at home. And um, my biggest reason for it was, uh, Rob, I didn't know what to do with all this junk I collected. <laughs> so, you know, I, and it was getting to a point where everything was jam-packed with it. So I said, all right, I'm going to make a decision on this. I wanted to set a lot of the items up from different religions and different types of things, dolls, furniture, and, you know, uh, jewelry, dresses, uh, military coats, all these bizarre, crazy things. And I tried to structure it so that I could tell the different stories from different cultures and belief systems so that when a person's done with the tour, they can walk away and they usually do. They'll turn and look at me and they'll go, John, we didn't even know half of these things that you can combine with, antiques and new items and ritual things that, you know, and what they laugh about, the biggest thing is they go, you remember every story. And I do. Anything that's been involved with everything. So... But um, over the course of the past several years, you know, it's a running joke in my home because nobody will touch any packages that come. <laughs> I wonder because, why. <laughs> and, you know, I can too, and my wife will always... We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Say to me, probably some of your junk's out on the front porch that just got delivered. <laughs> and, you know, uh, my children won't touch it. My wife won't. I'll go out and take a look at it and, you know... Uh, if it's something for me, I just take it and uh, bring it into the smaller barn out on the back of the property and do the different things I do to help protect myself so yeah. that these things don't attach or come forth. What about the poor guys who deliver, like the FedEx guy, the you know, purulator guy? Uh, Rob, I know them all. They, and, they, and they get the biggest kick out of it. They'll say, what's in it? What's in it? And I'll go, gee, how do I know? <laughs> You know, when, when you're delivering these yeah. things, because I'm very well known in my in my town and everything, so 
you know, and they're, they're curious. They want me to rip the boxes open as soon as they're taking them off the truck. <laughs> John, do you think it's a good idea for new people entering into the paranormal research um, uh, realm to to get involved right away without any specific training? No, it's extremely dangerous. Um, uh, the researchers today, it's difficult, but I can understand they want to get involved with doing these things and everything, but... A key thing is I always try to tell everybody, if you can, please research, look to see if there's an organization within your area, mm -hmm. try to team up with people that have uh, been in the field for a while so they can help to teach them what I call street smarts, learning the things that you just can't pick up in a book. And, exactly. You know, and, and it's so important. And today, uh, unfortunately, uh, Rob, with the explosion of the demonology worldwide, Everybody wants to be a demonologist. You know, I, I remember two, three years ago, I couldn't even mention it. Right. You know, now they're, they're getting involved and Why? They're, they're just picking up things and reading it and going into these cases where there's some serious issues. And unfortunately, some of the paranormal investigators are falling victims right along with the families. Why the interest in demonology? I believe it really has a lot to do with uh, the TV shows and the talking about it and, and hearing about, you know, uh, the movies that are coming out. And people are fascinated. People are looking and searching. People want to know, are these things for real? Yeah. And that's the big dive in with so many of the people getting involved with this uh, part of the work. Speaking about movies, I understand there's a new movie called The Haunting in Connecticut that you took part in? Absolutely. I was one of the uh, researchers in it. It will be out March 27th, um, definitely throughout the United States. Um, one of the key researchers, I had basically um, advised them, uh, was involved with it, gave them as much information as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. In conjunction with Carmen Reed, it's based off of her and her family, what they had gone through. Can you give us a little sneak preview? I don't know too much because every time they set up for me to do a, a premiere of it, I'm always out of town or somewhere else. I've uh, Car Carmen had the opportunity, and she's a scorcher. Right. And I go, well, tell me, tell me, tell me. She goes, no, you go to the theaters and see with everybody else. <laughs> so, you know, it's the running joke with yeah. everybody, including my family. And they're going, well, what's in it? And I really don't know. John, how have you seen the field change over the years? It's gone from um, us just going in, working with psychics and mediums and just having little cassette players and mm -hmm. things like that, to advancing it into the scientific realm. And I am so fascinated with all of the pieces of equipment, the different things that are out there in uh, within my uh, group. Um, I have people from in their 50s down into their 20s. And I love the techie guys with all the new equipment, the horns, bells, and whistles. And boy, oh, boy, Rob, I'll tell you, you put all these guys together, the psychics, the mediums, and the scientific people, boy, oh, boy, do you brew a definite brew there for these people to get into arguments. But to me, it's crucial. It's important, mm -hmm. um, the documentation that the, we're getting with all the different pieces of equipment that is out there. I always tell everybody, keep an open mind. No matter what it is, as bizarre as it might sound, because stop and think about it, years ago, some of the things we looked at, 
You know, people went, oh, no, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole, and it turned out to be very valuable pieces of equipment. Exactly. Plus, the information that we're getting is, is priceless. It's, it's, it's phenomenal with EVPs, electronic voice phenomena. Mm-hmm. Um, watching what, what these uh, researchers are getting, they're getting full sentences, they're getting yeah. what we refer to as Class A EVPs, and it, I, I am so intrigued with it and so fascinated with it. I'm one of those types of people, I can't get an EVP to save my life. I have never gotten one. We'll take new people with us. They'll walk away with, you know, several Class A EVPs. I get so frustrated with it, I just throw the tape recorder. So, but, you know, it, 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 it's outstanding. It's phenomenal, the research that just goes on in our field today. You know, John, it's just like the UFO researcher who wants so much to see a UFO, but he never does. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me, when it comes to demonology, how important is it that you have a strong and solid base belief in, uh, in, in spirituality? It's extremely important, no matter what it is. Um, here again, you know, there, there's no one in any type of uh, circumstances, uh, shamans, medicine men, Buddhists. I've worked with them all. And, you know, they all come forth with different information and different things. But having that ground on a positive level is what helps to uh, break something on a negative level. And, you know... People say to me, well, geez, what's been the craziest and wildest things you've ever seen? A Buddhist exorcism and watching uh, a shaman and a medicine man. They were so powerful and so strong with what they were doing, they practically scared me out. So, you know, it it comes from the power of the force uh, of what they're able to do with the words they recite or the different things that they do that, that it brings forth that negative energy to be able to help break it. All right, so what did the Buddhist monk do that was so uh, different or so strong that, that it gave you this lasting impression? Rob, I watched him. He was like 79 years old, mm-hmm. little tiny guy, yeah. quiet as could be. He opened up this scroll. He started reading all of his prayers from it. He had these little clickers going. He had uh, several disciples there. He was... So powerful, I could not believe he could get this voice out of him. And when he was doing it, he was getting right into the the faces of the people that had the issues, how the disciples were, and they kept going and kept going. And just so powerful on watching what was happening. I'm telling you, he was was scaring all of us out of the house. What happens when that demonic force is actually expelled from the person what do you see do you see an immediate change in the person sometimes you'll you know especially this is where it's important where you have people that are gifted around Mm -hmm. that you can usually sense a lightness around because with these types of situations you usually get that very heaviness you know and you, you experience it even if you're not really gifted or psychic but a lot of times you know you can see a lightness come over an individual you can feel a lightness within the homes or the buildings where these things are actually being cleared. And you watch here again, you know, for several days to see if any of these rituals that were performed were successful. And how can you tell if they're successful or not? Usually the activity will subside. Mm-hmm. 
they can usually start to function. Okay. And a key factor with most people, no matter what denomination that I've talked to them, they feel empty. They feel like something is gone. And they're trying to come to grips what they went through, what they experienced. And at that point, that's where it's very critical for us as paranormal researchers to try to help them to understand they have to bring a positive force back within their lives to fill that void. So they, they have this experience, they are exercised, the negativity or the, the demonic presence goes. Is there some way that, that they can be protected so that this entity or this force doesn't just come back? Absolutely. Here again, you, you're teaching them and you're trying to get them to understand they have to learn to protect themselves because it waits. It waits for that perfect opportunity to re-enter their lives, and it comes back tenfold. So, you know, teaching a person what to look for, and normally mm -hmm. a person that was genuinely possessed, they change, and they have what I refer to as this sixth sense about them. And they usually can tell if something's not right or something is around them. And when they bring that up and everything, that's a very key factor for us being able to work with them to explain that your, your radar going off and telling you to protect yourself, you know, do whatever it is that you do on a positive to, you know, reinforce it that you do not want it back in your life. And another thing that uh, is at a, a crucial stage within paranormal investigating or different uh, areas, people that have been affected uh, with anything, whether it's a deliverance or mm -hmm. an exorcism or clearing, should be extremely guarded with getting involved with the paranormal field. They leave themselves so wide open and so vulnerable for it to come back into their lives tenfold. I always recommend that these people that go through these types of situations to please stay away with getting involved with the paranormal field doing research. Do they... Uh, do they do they have any physical manifestations? Do they have any any changes in their physical appearances if they when once they're possessed and as the possession gets stronger and stronger and stronger? Normally, when a person uh, is fully possessed, mm -hmm. uh, transient possession sometimes we refer to that as um, their eyes can get that that bloodshotness to them. They can gain enormous amount of strength. Um, you know, here again, you watch these characteristics. Um, for many years, Rob, I had read stories about people getting milky eyes. Yes. And it's a very strong, powerful uh, force. Well, a few years back, I got invited to um, go assist at an exorcism. Crazy day. Everybody canceled. Nobody was able to make it. It was myself, a priest, and a, a psychic medium that was there. John, we've got to take a commercial break. I'd love to hear the rest of the story when we come back. John Zaffis is our very special guest, www.johnzaffis.com. That's J-O-H-N-Z-A. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Great news. 
For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. FFIS.com. This is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. John Zaffis and I return after this commercial break with more of demonology here on the Exxon. Nation, I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight, Dr. Christine Page. We talked about uh, being a metaphysical physician. Lilani Catlin from the Alabama Paranormal Society. Dr. Dawson Church uh, from uh, Stress Project. And, of course, our very special guest tonight, John Zaffis, www.johnzaffis.com. Okay, John, uh, can we continue with your story? Absolutely. Um, so I showed up, and mm-hmm. it was the priest, and... Um, a psychic person that was there, and um, the priest started going into the ritual, and he was performing it and everything. Gentleman opened up his eyes a little bit, and they were milky white. And I'm standing there, and I'm looking. Now, normally, I hold down the person so they don't go after the clergy. That's my job. And um, I saw this, and because I was standing in the background, I didn't know why at that point in time. Nothing made sense. And the priest kept looking at me like, why are you standing by me and not by the person? Mm -hmm. So I looked at that, and I saw that, looked at the priest. He didn't react. He goes through the second round of the ritual. The guy keeps his eyes open a little bit longer, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, I can't believe this. All right, the third round, he keeps them open, and he's just sitting there smiling, not moving, not doing anything, looking at us, each and every one of us, and just smiling, kept his eyes open for a length of time. And I'm looking and looking, and I'm going, I can't believe this. I said, this guy's got those funny contacts in, right? So, you know, we're watching and everything. He got done, closed his eyes, opened them uh, right back up again, and they were as brown as ever. And I'm um, trying to think about this whole thing as, as it transpired. I uh, got ready. I packed up and everything, and I turned and looked at the priest, and I said, did you see what I seen? He goes, well, yeah. His eyes turned milky white, John. That was the reptile you know, uh, sign of a higher demon that was within him. And he goes, you've never seen that before. And I said, no. So anyways, the typical type of person I am um, had basically gone home calling retired exorcists, exorcists, doctors. I'm calling everybody I know under the sun. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to them, can a person actually, you know, have this milky white stuff come over their eyes? And they go, no, only reptiles can do that. So as talking to different clergy members and going back and forth, they explained to me, John, that is one of the higher archies that you came in contact with that day. And the only only thing we can say is we're praying that you did not touch that person or go anywhere near them. And I went, no, that's the bizarre thing. I had no interest in holding the person down or anything. And it was explained to me, that was my guard going up, and it was very fortunate on my end that I did not touch him 
because that's the, how powerful this one was, touching an individual when they're under at that state, and it's such a high demon that it can automatically gravitate right towards you. Unreal. One so quick, it took me several days to comprehend that and come to terms with that one. One quick question for you, John, before we have to say so long. Um, person who drinks alcohol and uses or has used drugs in the past, does this open up the door for a demon to enter their body? If a person has, you know, rectified these issues, I don't necessarily feel because they did something in their past, it's, mm -hmm. you know, going to affect it right now. But a person that drinks or does do drugs is a very heightened person. And at that point in time, they can leave themselves very vulnerable for spirit to enter them and to track towards them, yes. John, as always, great talking to you. Thank you very much for sharing your time with us tonight, and I always look forward to the next time you join us here in the X-Zone. Rob, thank you for having me on. It's always a great pleasure. Good night, John. Good night. Be safe. John Zaffis, www.johnzaffis.com. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. I want to thank my producer at Master Control, the one and only Miss Melanie, also known as the president of the Gabe Merkin Fan Club, for keeping us up on those four big satellites in the sky, Galaxy 4R, Telstar 7, Aglia 2, and G3, and on TalkStarRadio.com, streaming audio. To my good buddy Rob at uh, com. thanks, Rob, for being there. And to my daughter Stephanie, who is my segment producer, thanks, Steph, another great show. To you, the Exxon Nation. A million thanks. Because of you, this show is growing and getting more and more affiliates. So until tomorrow night, my friends, when once again we meet here in the X-Zone, take care of each other. And always, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. A combo meal, single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.